Before we get started with today's show, I wanted to remind you to check out the Dominique Foxworth Show every Tuesday and Thursday, where he brings his unique perspectives on football, the personalities around it, and just about anything else he finds interesting or thinks you might. Check out the Dominique Foxworth Show. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And while we're at it, check out First Take, Her Take, with the great L. Duncan, Kimberly Martin, and Charlie Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Right Time. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. It is the first time in a while that we've had a guest not named Dominique Fosworth. So, you know, we had to go get <laughs> the heavy hitter on this. Check her out on the 6 o'clock Sports Center. Also, download First Take, Hurt Take. It's a podcast. L. Duncan, what's going on? What's up, Got it. I got to be honest with you. And we're going to talk about a bunch of things. We're going to talk some NFL, talk your Broncos and Russell Wilson, Ugh. talk a little bit about Tom Brady risking it all. Uh, but I was kind of hoping that your Bulldogs would lose uh, to Missouri just because it would make things more fun. Yeah, well, I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. So <laughs> that you would be as someone who has been hoping and proclaiming Texas football's back. You know what? Oh, no, no, really... no, no, I've never no, said you know I've yeah, never done that. I've never done that. You didn't, but you hoped. You hoped. You didn't say. I'm off that narcotic. And but well, Bo, I feel like I was rooting for Texas a couple weeks ago against Alabama. We understand. <laughs> well, you were, no, 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 no. You weren't rooting for Texas. You were rooting against Alabama. Same thing, Bo. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And here you are rooting actively for Missouri. Missouri. Hey, man, the closest we done got to the revolution was Missouri uh, a couple years ago. <laughs> Don't forget about that. And I, I just needed things to be a little bit more fun. That was all I was saying. And Mizzou looked like they was trying to make things a little bit more fun. Because, look, this is the thing that's interesting about Georgia fans. You guys have slid in very, very comfortably to, like, the Darth Vader type of role after being just a perpetual disappointment outside of the Herschel Walker years, right? Right? Always could have been there. Never quite was. I believe between Herschel Walker and Kirby Smart, Georgia won a grand total of two conference championships. It's a little bit indefensible. Should have been better than that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Horrible. I don't, but how did we, how did in the course of eight months we become that? That's not true. Oh, it's no, still no. Alabama. It's been, it's everybody been, still hates Alabama. I mean, everybody can still hate Alabama, but you know what I'm saying though. Really since about 2017, it's been Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama. Right. Sure. Like they're the three after as particularly after Trevor Lawrence left Clemson. Right. Like mm -hmm. once that, you know, that changed the dynamic up. But Georgia went from being a pretty good SEC team to this. And you guys as fans, you guys have slid into that role perfectly. Like I used to love Georgia fans just to watch y'all hate whatever coordinators you had. You ain't had a coordinator that you didn't hate since Irk Russell. Hated every single one of them. Right. Y'all don't even yeah. got time to do that no more. Yeah. They were always the problem. Um, yeah, you know, I'm really torn right now, Bo, because I am a noted, not huge fan of Setson Bennett. I do <laughs> recognize what he did for the team last year in moments when he needed to. Um, I also felt like it was a little bit like Peyton Manning uh, with my Broncos in 2016, where, you know, given a little bit more time on the clock, 
Peyton was going to try to give that Super Bowl away. <laughs> Von Miller literally <laughs> was like, ninth of day, devil. Um, and I felt like the same way with Stetson. Like, we sort of got the best that we got from him. I wouldn't want to put him back in a national championship or SEC championship at Alabama with the, them getting another crack at him. And so I just felt like he probably should have just rode out on a high note. Because of that, Georgia fans have been coming for my neck the whole season. <laughs> like, every time he throws, you know, a touchdown pass against Samford, it's like, Heisman, it's like, oh my God. It's like, they're so angry at me. And so I find myself in a really complicated position because if I prove them to be right, then um, my it's because my team is losing and because Stetson, you know, disappointed us and so i don't know how to feel like it's just, i don't want them they're making me want to actively root against my team when i don't yeah he is what he is right and the thing about it is so much about the way we talk about football requires giving the quarterback more credit than he may necessarily deserve because look man you look at the rest of that roster you look at all their pedigree and everything else He's the passenger, right? And that's yeah. really no shade to him. It's an uplifting story. Maybe they make a movie about it, right? Walk on, does good, right? Becomes the guy that he is. All of those things. Good for him, but he's still Stetson Bennett, right? I mean, yeah. I was there in the national championship game. I was just like, look, you're not winning a national championship with that guy as your quarterback. And I was wrong. You weren't going to win the SEC championship game with that guy yeah. as your quarterback. But then they had a month to cook it up. And then they came out there and they gave Alabama the blues, right? Yeah. Good for him. But you would like to have a better quarterback. You would. Yes. I mean, there's no way around that. You would like to have a better quarterback. Like, I don't care how inconsistent he may be. I would rather have Anthony Richardson than Stetson Bennett. I just would. Right. Yeah. I, I Yes, I think, too, you know, it's – there's already a history there of them kind of not being able to evaluate or scout the quarterback position – like competently. We saw that with Jake Fromm. I'm sorry. Like, so there's a little bit. And then, you know, I think David Pollack brought up a really good point a few weeks back. He's like, I think also there's still this hesitation because Georgia was hesitating on Stetson. Like he was not, he got no first or second snaps last year before um, the season started. Like they didn't want him to be the guy at all. Yeah. Um, it's such that your boy JT was so horrible that they were like, well, this is. <laughs> well, gonna, JT got you know, hurt, we're right? Settle. Yeah, he got hurt, and then he in no way, shape, or form showed that he would be able to compete, right? Because, honestly, it was one of the situations where they wanted him to sort of take that job, and he didn't. So when he got hurt, it was sort of an inconvenience. It was sort of like the Jacob Eason situation with Jake Fromm, where he hadn't really showed himself to be the guy that was deserving of having that job no matter what. So, like I said, I'm so grateful. Like, I'm not trying to be that person. I'm not trying to be inflammatory. That's just my opinion. Like, I still feel like at Georgia, to your point, one of the two or three teams that's always in the conversation for at least the last six or seven years during the Kirby Smart tenure, we should have better quarterback options. <laughs> like, we should have, like, you know, and we do. I mean, we do have top prospects. And so that's that was my biggest concern is just, what are we getting Gunner ready or any of these other dudes ready? Because uh, for the quarterback position of two of late, always been sort of the missing link for Georgia just feels – it's like saying they don't have competent running backs. That just doesn't <laughs> seem right at Georgia. Yeah, play the music right fast. Thank you for your patience. A representative from the right time will be with you shortly. Your current hold time is 15 seconds.
yeah anyway i just ain't need to give no drama to the people me and you need to talk about that we ain't need to talk about that uh in front of everybody else can we can we can we talk about something really quickly sure though my mom always talks about back in the day when you know before music videos obviously and all of those things that music would come out and sometimes you would be incredibly shocked to find out that the person that you were listening to was a white person yes. okay right the doobie brothers she brings up a lot like oh we did we, we didn't necessarily know at first or something that is exactly what happened to me with hinden hooker at tennessee <laughs> i thought for sure i was like that is a good old tennessee name right <laughs> hinden hooker like probably came drew up on a farm and to see that he's a brother <laughs> through me for such a loop well hold up tennessee been playing that game for a while because they had jared garantano uh, who who was uh, a, a he's, he's a Giancarlo uh, Esposito All Star of uh, uh, Mike Tirico trademark Italian Stallion. Um, and at the same time, I think they had a dude named Quentin, but it was like very much a black people spelling Quentin, right? Right? Like a like a you made this decision by yourself. And if I had told you that Quentin was the white dude and Garantano <laughs> was the black dude, you would have been very very Never surprised. Yeah, like I, I thoroughly enjoy uh, when that happens. And, you know, Florida has got hashtag uh, uh, Black Kitna. They got Jalen Kitna, who is John Kitna's son, who is also black. Ah. Um, yeah, I mentioned this online once because I couldn't tell from the picture whether or not he was black. And then I, some member of the Kitna family came in and ruined all the fun. But I was just like, hey, man, it looked like a white boy named Jalen. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. And then it was, well, I'm done. I'm like, nah, man, this ain't nothing too deep, dog. Like, this ain't even about you. Like, people know me. Oh, I'm, yeah, I yeah. Yeah, he's got a racially ambiguous look. Yeah, but if you go to, like, Google Images, it's some there's some pickums over there. Like, if you get, Yeah, if you get you a wide selection. Um, <laughs> like, in Louisiana, we know that he was black. You know what I'm saying? But it's right. um, it's some yeah. it's some pick'em situations. Yeah, no, there's some uh, some big imitation of life energy. Yeah, where he could. Yeah, sure. yeah. I just yeah. you just couldn't necessarily tell, and you try to put together all the contest clues, you know, and everything else. Like you just didn't know, and I did I I didn't know um, that John Kitna himself. I knew that he was a devout Christian man. I just didn't realize he was that open minded. You know, I did not realize that this was his game. I had no yeah. idea. But then they got in there and I'm like, dog, we be having fun over here about this stuff. I understand yeah, that this may fun. be somewhat triggering it's because of your upbringing. But I, I, I think about these things completely differently. Uh, it's all like I love especially that racially ambiguous people like sort of run the gamut too. like they could be mm -hmm. anything from like, you know, black and white polynesian yes cambodian it's like they don't none of i don't know how they all come together but they could sort of be any of those things well it's kind of like my man at clemson a D dj uh uyunga lele who mm -hmm. is black right um his mother is black but since his last name is uyunga lele you're not really giving that no whole lot of thought and it's polynesian and our Polynesian brothers, I'm just saying, like I said about Tua, if I told you that Tua was Tua Jackson from Alabama, <laughs> you would not look at him and be like, oh man, I wonder if he's from Hawaii. That would not have that would not be your thought. You he know what I'm not. saying? Yeah. The hair too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that's what I Yeah, I'm you know a Tua Jackson is coming because people are gonna be inspired <laughs> in the new generation. There is the Tua Jackson being born oh, this yeah. very minute. It's on the way. Let me tell you right now. I say if he had a different, there's somebody out there that think to an African. I guarantee you. They're looking at that picture and they're like, "Yo, he from he from Nigeria. He from Ghana, right?" Like we all just do it a whole measure on a lot of these things. Is guessing. It was so long before I realized that Dave Aranda was Mexican. Coach at Baylor. Oh and, yeah. And it was funny because I got on Twitter and I was like, "So uh, Dave Aranda, 
what is it? And I had all these people who knew exactly what I was talking about, but also did not have the answer. I even went so far as to call our good buddy Marcus Spears, and he wasn't sure. And he said, and I quote, I thank you, Polynesian, Bo. Right. And then we ultimately found out that he was Mexican, but it took some research like like we really had to put in on this. But when you don't know, there's not really any polite way for you yeah. to inquire. Right. Other no. than. So where are your parents from? And then they oh, mess up and be God, like California. Dude. The worst. Bo, this happens to me my whole life. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. People will be like because some people are really rude and they'll just be like, what are you? Um, but it mostly was, you know, so where's your family like from? I'll be like, uh, they're from Denver. And they'll be like. Um, but like originally, I'm like, um, France and America. They're like, no, but like, what's your background? I'm like, I'm black. I mean, I know what you're doing and I'm just messing with you. I'm black. And they'll be like, just all? I'm like, well, none of us are all black, you know? And then I like to hit him with one of those like punchy, you know, somebody was dipping, you know, in the fields, you know, and they were, and it make him really uncomfortable. And then I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, we're just really light skinned, but yeah, I'm a black woman. Uh, and we take them on a whole journey and a journey. And then they don't ask again, but you're right. I, I try to give grace in those moments because mm -hmm. I too find myself doing the same thing. The great trying to unravel them. And before you realize it, you're staring at a stranger and you've made up an entire family lineage for them. Yes. Me and uh, my whole boyfriend, Baptiste, we call them Opelousas All-Stars. Uh, you'd be looking at somebody and they look like they could be from the town of Opelousas, uh, Louisiana. Right. <laughs> And one of our one of our king Opelousas all stars is Russell Wilson. Like we always said, Russell yes, Wilson, Russell Wilson looks like he's from Opelousas. He could be from Opelousas. He could be from Mumbai. Yeah. Um, like yes. if, I, if I told you that Russell Wilson and Hasan Minaj were kin, you might not be surprised. Right? I would it not at go, all. It could go or either he way. Could be, he could be related to Tua. Yes. He could be. He could be related to my good friend and colleague Kevin DeGandhi. There's a whole gamut, and then you find out. I wonder too if people are as disappointed as I am when I just tell them like I'm just black. I wonder if it's that level of disappointment when we find out like he can be all these exotic things and it's like no, he's just black and white just, just black like we black is so random right like we just yeah. do everything in together just be like okay he black but I, I gotta ask you this you as broncos fan right y'all yeah. been hurting for a quarterback for a long time right you've been you've been hurting for one and even and i think it's easy to forget you had the little the little Peyton Manning run, right? Like that was four years, three of them where he was good, and the fourth one you won a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. But mm -hmm. between Elway and now, you yeah, really ain't you really ain't had that dude, a Jake Plummer or yeah. Jake Cutler, but you really ain't had that dude. And y'all thought y'all were getting that dude, and he looked a lot better this week. But did you like were you expecting all the let's ride? Like, like I want I'm wondering how this goes when you realize the quarterbacks are generally either cool or boring. And you got Russell. Well, listen, I make no qualms. I'm not new to Russell Wilson. He's been around a while. I knew he was sort of, you know, I don't like to say the term corny uh, because we just <laughs> Why deem do people anyone... act like corny is a slur. Well, no, I'm just saying because I think <laughs> um, he gives me, let me, how's the nice way to put this? He gives me big, like Bob Saget energy. The only reason I don't like, honestly, Bo, the only reason I don't like to say corny as it relates specifically to Russell Wilson is because 
so many people in the culture use that as like, well, he's not future as if future is some bastion for cool when it comes to how could Sierra go from future trend setting future to this cornball. And it's just like, you know, and I think a lot of that comes from the fact that like, obviously Russell Wilson doesn't have the same swag, but like, Sierra was looking for someone clearly that would be good for her and loyal to her. And they have a thing. And I don't understand why we keep comparing them. Now, as it relates to my quarterback, he needs to STFU. Shut the <laughs> up. Like, I, I'm starting to wonder if it's a bit. I knew he was sort of this dude. And, you know, and we like who Googles, how do you tell a woman she's beautiful? Like, I, we, we knew he was this dude, Bo. But now I'm starting to wonder if he's doing a bit like I'm feeling like we're getting punk. This isn't it's insane because in Seattle, they had to deal with that. But they also got the benefit of the winning. Right. We do not. (laughs) Well, here's my question. What we don't know is which part is the bit. Right. right? And like we used to think we knew what the bit was. But then Sierra came around and he'd be out here talking like Lou Rawls. And I don't know which part is the bit like that that's that's where it goes now as as you mentioned the sierra future thing i know i've said this before probably on this program but i'm gonna say it again because it was so obvious to me how did sierra wind up with russell wilson you can go get your google on and look at who the dudes were that sierra was dating before she even got the future and then after future and then somebody like girl you need to quit messing with them thugs get you a good man man that go to church man they're gonna treat you right and then in in walks russell wilson and they love each other to death Boom, yes. it's obvious, it's beautiful, it's great to watch. But then it, it it forced me to then see this other Russell Wilson that I had never heard of before, and it then made me question everything. And now I'm just like, oh, that's why them dudes don't rock with you. Because he probably tried that version of Russell Wilson in the locker room, and they were like, hey, dog, no, sir. It's fine for me. the gram. <laughs> yeah, I think I get what they're trying to do. It just, it's that it becomes more naturally for someone like Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to be that sort of power couple, you know, they're super successful. I love CC. Like I didn't know her super well, but I knew her from Atlanta. She was always such a sweetheart, like so giving over time. Good girl. Um, And so everybody always wants like great things for her. I want her to be happy. And he makes her happy. I just think that it's not as natural you know, mm-hmm. and so it comes off as very unnatural, you know, the shades inside. When I was watching him at the U.S. Open, watching Serena, I'm like, I believe that CC would wear her shades to this game at night. I don't believe you. <laughs> and none of it just it sort of feels like, you know, someone being like, all right, it's time for you guys to get into this obligatory or an adorable couple video. And it just feels like it's not genuine. If it is. And he's still just that sort of stiff and it's unnatural. Maybe he's working at it, but it just doesn't feel that way, Bo. And it's like, you don't, you don't have to do that. You can just sort of be the two incredibly successful people who happen to be married to each other, as opposed to sort of making this Russell Wilson Sierra thing a thing. I don't know. Well, they, I tell you this though, and this hadn't, I mean, they got themselves access to real money. Like he was in Seattle, yeah. like with access to like the Bezos and them types oh, of Microsofts yeah. or whatever it is. Right now he's in Denver when they own by the Waltons, like they got a They got a chance if they play this right to move into some like real high minded circles. But it does require Russell Wilson to be a little bit better at football than he has been uh, thus far. And y'all got the coach that y'all don't trust. Like I say, it looked better against the Raiders, although they didn't lose the game. Uh, to the Raiders, but he did look better. But hey, the thing that gets me with Russell Wilson at this point is they're not letting him cook neither. 
They're kind of like, yeah, how about we run the ball a lot, Russell? What you think of that? Oh, fourth down? No, we'd rather kick an 89-yard field goal. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, I don't under it's as it's as if they didn't know that Russell Wilson can't throw in the middle of the field because he's short. I'm like, <laughs> we sort of know who Russell Wilson is, and I think we assume that with a better offensive line, um, he would do better. Unfortunately, Nathaniel Hackett came in and cleared house and got rid of one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL and Mike Munchak. It was literally the one thing that I was very upset about this offseason. Like, why would they do that? And we're seeing they've taken a significant step backwards. But uh, I just I think that we assumed that Nathaniel Hackett would understand whether he's an offensive coordinator or not. Russell Wilson has a very specific set of plays for Russell Wilson. And sort of in the same way that the Ravens embraced that and Harbaugh embraced that and made it the Lamar Jackson show. You got to do that with Russell Wilson. The reason he looked okay on Sunday, Bo, is because they let him do a little bit more of that. But Nathaniel Hackett has to relinquish a little bit of that, you know, I'm going to set the tone because that's what we're not talking about. It is still a new regime. The man had to hire a game manager. There's so little experience on his coaching staff. Um, And he's trying to assert himself. He's trying to sort of show that he's got the answers. And unfortunately, it doesn't work with what Russell Wilson does. So I'm hoping they'll meet in the middle at the end of the day, they're two and two, uh, which is like a quarter of how many games they won last year already. So <laughs> I guess we're playing with house money. <laughs> I love talking to you about your teams, though, because you give the oddest really like you. You'll be lying about it, right? Like they, the front. You are much better at spitting your frustration than spitting the blind <laughs> optimism. And that's the kind of fan I am. <laughs> Every time I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. Spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering off. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let me tell you something I just saw that will make you crack up. Is you and I okay. both got our uh, Atlanta Falcons ties. Well, I have former ties because I'm off that narcotic. Yeah. But I saw somebody, I think my man Ralph Marlboro tweeted this, that the Falcons by far have the best coach in the NFC South. That's what the NFC Good South God. has become. Like Bowles, Ty Bowles is so improved to me. So I wouldn't say, but I wouldn't say by far over him. But there is a legitimate argument that that dude is the best coach in the division. And that does not speak well of said division. I, I'm going to 
be honest, anybody who had the wherewithal to say Matt Ryan ain't the answer, I've been saying it for a hundred years. So <laughs> I'm on board with Art because that's what he did. I think he's made some questionable decisions. I still don't think that you take Kyle Pitts there, but um, well, well, you know, hold on. The Falcons to, be, are- to be fair to Matt Ryan. You don't dip your toe into the Deshaun Watson thing when no, you, you got pillar not. of the community, Matt Ryan. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, yeah. Not with Matt Ryan may have with the franchise. I'd have been like, yo, I got to get out of here too. Like, come yeah. on, man, y'all, y'all showing me we, you, we clearly we have different values. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's 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 that guy, right? It's specific to that guy with all of those issues. Like, you would want to because listen, whatever gripes I have with Matt Ryan on a field, he is a good man, you know, and everyone I know knows that about him. He's a good teammate. He's a charitable man. He's about community, like all of those things. And so he is by far and away a better man than Deshaun Watson. And so to be replaced um, after, you know, the success that you did have at Atlanta, but it was time. It's been time. You know, we knew after 28 to three, Bo, I said after 28 to three, <laughs> to anyone that would listen to me up here, I was like, they're never going to, they're not only going to never win a championship again with Matt Ryan. They're never going to win another playoff game again with Matt Ryan. You can't come back from that. It's over. And it took them five years to realize that. (laughs) And another contract extension, you know, so you reap what you sow. I I don't feel, (laughs) I don't, I don't feel like happy that Matt Ryan's sort of waffling with Indianapolis, despite them getting their win. But I just, I, you know, I think this is sort of, he is who we thought he was. We yeah, really, no. we really thought we were just going to plug him on the Colts and they were going to go to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for the Colts, it was kind of a, okay, that's, you know, given the time Makes frame sense. and everything else, it was a good come up. You know what it was though? It was a garage sale come up and you can get really good stuff at a garage sale, but it's a reason that somebody's giving this stuff away. Yes. It, it's old and they don't want it. And there's better versions of it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, think old. about it. Who, whatever people don't sell in a garage sale, they end up leaving on the curb with a sign that says, please take. <laughs> That's where he was at. He was like one step away from being Baker Mayfield, which was basically a, would you like this for free option? No, nah, people don't understand that dudes get old. Like, I yeah. really think that like LeBron James, Tom Brady, you point to a couple others. Aaron Rodgers is kind of in this space. It makes you think that dudes don't get old. And dudes do, in fact, get old. And most of them get old sooner than you think, right? Like, they all get old at the same time by how good you are, you know? But, like, Joe Flacco, for example, we've seen that he's been old for, like, three years now. Joe Flacco and Matt Ryan came in in the same draft. Matthew Stafford, who's had the elbow problems and trying to figure out how to get through there, he came in the year after them. That dude is old. Like, or put it this way, Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco came into the league two years before Sam Bradford and one year after Jamarcus Russell. Dudes are old. Yeah. Russell, Russell Wilson, sneaky 33. Yeah. He's old. Oh, but that dude came in the league seven years after Aaron Rodgers, And so we see these cats and we forget, man, but Matt Ryan, once it started to go, it was going to go. And I think people believe that these slow quarterbacks don't get old. Like there's no physical, uh, there's no physical drop off with them because they don't run. Exactly, because they don't rely on their athleticism. Right. They still but get throwing old. They is get an old athletic, arm. Right, but you have to say, but throwing is an athletic thing, man. Can't yes. everybody throw like they always did? Like, you can't go get Nolan Ryan to throw 99 right now. That don't last no. forever, even if he had it last till 45. So Matt Ryan messed around and got old on him. Hey, man, no, nobody really quite know what to do. Yeah, and he, well, and he was never known for his arm strength anyway. No. And I think, you know, 
you're right. We've got these dudes like a Tom Brady who are 45 and four. And we're, so we're setting this expectation that that's what you're supposed to be able to play till. Uh, but that's unreal. I mean, look what Tom Brady's had to do to be 45. You know, he's had to eat avocado ice cream, create an entire stretching method and now lose his family. So, you know, no, what's up with your man? You you just said it flat out explicitly. Like, here's the thing. Of course, this is tabloidy and speculative and like, you know, I'm going to be quoting, you know, from page six. That's ridiculous. I get all that. Obviously, there were problems beforehand if they are, in fact, getting a divorce, as the tabloids will tell you they are. But to think the irony that your whole career you have been been motivated by something as low stakes as like being overlooked in the draft. (laughs) And it has motivated you to seven rings. And then you gamble your wife and your season's headed for a wild card round playoff loss. Like, oh, God. Yo, that's awful. Yo, what gets me on that front? We got to remember, man, he made this decision to come back in like April. Yes. Right? Like, he, because he did this while game theory was on, because we talked about it. And I remember. One of our early game theory episodes, it may have been episode one, is when he said that he was going to retire because we couldn't get into the show, right? So mm-hmm. bef- we had a six-episode run, and that dude retired and came back while we were still on the air. Yeah, <laughs> He made that call. Yo, guys, that was like six months ago, and it's still all bad. Like, if, it's, if there's an issue, it is still all bad. Six months later, he had plenty of time to look around and be like, nah you know what i think i'm gonna retire again like there there were lots of opportunities here to retire again he's like nope i'm gonna come back out here and then everybody around him hurt right he got mike evans getting suspended the 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 big dudes they ain't a line they just five dots it's easy to run between two dots you know he's got all of that going and i would love to get an honest like how you how you bro how you you know, because no, nobody can, they can't, the way I talked about it on the podcast on Monday, it's like if you go up, you go up 10 G's playing blackjack, I'm going to stay. And you know why I'm going to stay? Because I didn't come to win 10 G's. I came to play cards. Yes. Right? Tom Brady's like, look, I came to play cards and I can keep playing cards, except this is the mortgage money now. This ain't no like just sporting 10 G's. You put the mortgage on the table. Literal house money. House money. You put it on the table and this hand is real sweaty because uh she she ain't coming to none of the games she's like they're not in uh, supposedly in the same house um i read a story that like you know after the hurricane like they were like we good and they split (laughs) and went other way Listen, again, this is obviously all speculative, but if you take any of these things at their word and that it just comes down to Giselle after all of this time feeling like this was finally my time, you know, and it makes sense, but we've both been in relationships and we can relate like there is a season for everyone. But at mm-hmm. some point it has to be somebody else's season, you know, and I have such a gracious husband who recognizes it's my season right now for me with work and he does everything he can to support that and our family through that. But imagine like 
imagine I told him I had a dream was to like get a job. Then I got that job. Then I moved the goalpost again and said, well, really my dream is to get this job. So support me through that. Then I get that. And I'm like, honestly, I actually wanted to do this. And he keeps moving the goalpost. And my thing is like, if you needed to prove that it wasn't the Patriots, that it was you, you did that, sir. You came to Tampa Bay and won. You have the, like, you did it, sir. Like, way to go. Why do you keep moving the goalposts? Mm-hmm. If you're Giselle, you can understand being like, oh my God, it's been your season for 22 <laughs> years. Well, actually, and I-, I don't care how much money you have, Bo, or how many resources you have. Of course, they have nannies and this and that. It's not exactly like Giselle's been, you know, knee deep in dishes for 22 years. I get all of that. <laughs> but the truth is, is that you know what it requires to be a professional athlete. You've covered the sport for a long time. It's a huge commitment. And it's a huge commitment for everyone around you that has to pick up the slack. And for you to decide, like, psych, I can I could totally understand why she'd be like, F you, I'm out. Look, um, L, I actually thought about your husband when I read the Giselle thing in L magazine, and it was for four words. I moved to Boston. Like when she talked about <laughs> when she when, when she was like when it came time in that article to list her sacrifices. I moved to Boston was at least the first sentence they printed. Maybe she talked about a bunch of other stuff, but I moved to Boston. Yes. Was the first thing there. And that made me think about your husband. Like if you at some point, that, if, and, if, and they, y'all may have had an argument there at some point or whatever, but the words, look, man, I moved to Boston. I would not be surprised if they came up. Um, 100%, you know, is how like we get into a fight when we lived in Boston back in the day about something. And I did the emotional, like, do you even care? Do you? And he literally looked at me and goes, I'm a black man who left Atlanta and willingly moved to Boston. <laughs> so yeah, I do care. I was like, <laughs> you can't did, argue with that. It's like, that's how love. Did I know he, he would always say that. That's love. How did I know that it happened? How did I not know anything? But I knew at some point I moved to Boston and come up in a sense. Of course it did. When people would say that, like when people would ask about our love story, he'd be like, they'd be like, how did you know? And he's like, I moved to Boston. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I hope that your, I hope that your white, you know, listeners understand like with the reputation of Boston for a black man from Atlanta to move to Boston, not for his own job or benefit, but for someone else, that is some real love. Ooh, I am that trying is... to think of what it would take. To move you to Boston. Just, just I mean, just because just the cold, like, look, I live in New York. This ain't nothing on that Boston no. cold. It's the worst kind of cold. Damn. Yeah. What would it require? Gonna Could there be a job? Would there be a salary figure or would it have to be for love? Well, okay. So if they said, yo, we're doing game theory, but you got to do it in Boston. I'd have done season one. Season two, we might have to have a different discussion. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe it had been a raise or something like that. But I can see that. Love, it would have to be a real powerful love. But see, the thing is, I feel like I can make just about any place work, right? And, oh, yo, Massachusetts got them good laws. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I got mean, them good laws. I oh, got yeah. them good laws. That might be all I do. Yeah. Um, but you know, at least it'll help. It'll help. Yeah. You play a lot of house games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, listen to a lot of music. I mean, I bet they got some dope record stores up there. They seem to have them. Types they of do. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing is that it is a cool town. And when we go back, you know, I, I, I love how walkable it is. I love how it's really actually sort of set up for someone 
you know, exactly like me who came from Atlanta, which is not a walking city, but moved to a city that is because it's small walking. It's not New York. Right. Like, so it was on paper. There was just so many. It's beautiful in the spring. You know, all of the things. There's plenty to do. They've got the sports. They matter. Fantastic food. But they highly mad. educated people. But great so schools. Mad. They're so but mad. They're, they're, bruh, like, 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 imagine every day, you guys, you just go to turn right. And you get honked and cussed out because you had to hit your brakes to 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 make a right hand turn. I'm like, I'm sorry that I, inter- I'm sorry that I slowed you down to turn right. Like, my, you're right. I should get cussed out for that. It's nuts. Yo, did I tell you my Calvin Johnson story? Uh uh-uh. uh I don't think I'm talking out of turn here, but uh, I went up there for Sloan this year and I okay. interviewed Calvin Johnson. We we were talking about his cannabis business in line with doing good laws, right? And so we're leaving. And he's like, yo, let me give you a ride to the train station. And I said, cool. So I'm riding. It's him. It's his people. Um, Gosta Cheryl is one of his former teammates, right? We all, mm-hmm. you know, we walk into the car. And so it's all these dudes outside waiting on Calvin because apparently they heard that he was coming to town and the people trying to get autographs to sell him were waiting on him at the airport. Okay. And they knew that he was going to be at Sloan. And so they were waiting on him at the door at Sloan. And so I wasn't there for that. But on the way out, they explained to me that these people had been waiting on him. And apparently he was just trying to be, you know, nice and was like, hey, um, I maybe when I leave. Right. And so sure enough, when he's leaving, they're out there and they keep trying to get it. And he's trying to, you know, keep it moving. And everybody's got their eyes forward, just trying to keep it going. And then he finally says, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. And apparently these guys thought that Calvin had promised them that he would sign their autographs when he left. And that's why they stayed. And the dude was like, yo, f***ed up, Calvin. That's f***ed up. He said, I would say have a safe flight, but I don't. I hope your plane crashes. <laughs> Over an autograph. And he meant it. He meant it. He <laughs> meant it. I, I hope. I, I, I've never laughed so hard in my life. I could not believe this happened in real life. It's incredible. He meant it with a, like, and every time he curses him, he wants him. The Calvin Johnson. Yeah. The nicest guy. Yes. He's so nice. Yeah. And yeah, they don't like, care. Bro, I was like, they whoa. smell nice in the water and they attack. <laughs> They're like, Yo, ah. that's the thing. And I want to be clear because, you know, Boston, they got Google alerts up when I talk about Boston. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing about your little racial reputation. I'm talking about y'all being mean. Because I actually had a dude try to explain to me what his, his argument, and this is a black dude who's not from Boston, but who lived in Boston. And his argument to me that he was making about Boston actually not being as racist as they're purported to be is really that they're just mean. And that if you were to go into a barbershop in Roxbury or Dorchester, that you would hear some of the same things that you hear the white people say that you think are racist, when in fact, they're all just really mean. <laughs> We have these, so we have these two things that we always still say to each other that came from Boston. One time we always joke about how it, it physically pains people from Boston to say hi to a stranger. And of course we're (laughs) Southern. So we speak to everyone. So me and Omar are walking out of our loft and we're getting on the elevator at the same time as our neighbor. She's like this, I don't know, 23 year old girl. And she gets on, she has her book bag. She are, she always has this like dour look on her face anyway. And so me and Omar go, hey. And she goes, hi. And so (laughs) even now, you know, and then we have another one. We were at a restaurant in Boston and 
we had like a group of people and they gave us, you know, a private room that we did not ask for. The private room, <laughs> Bamani, didn't have any air conditioner. Okay. <laughs> and it was like July, Boston gets hot too, guys. It's like, it's uncomfortable hot, you know? And so we were like, hey, is there is there any chance maybe you could move us? Like, it's very hot in here. Our waitress turns, snaps her head, looks back at us, and she goes, it's hot everywhere, and just walks out. I was like, <laughs> so now we say that to each other. Like, I'll be like, Omar, can you turn the air on? It's hot. And he'll go, it's hot everywhere, because that's just Boston. It's like, yeah, they just kind of, everybody's just sort of angry. All right, I got one last thing I'm gonna run by you before okay. we get you out of here. You as Sports Center anchor, mm-hmm. like, do you develop the love hate relationship with the Cowboys that I feel like all of us in this business develop? Where no matter how you feel about the Cowboys, you do recognize how great they are for business, and now suddenly you know everything about the Cowboys, whether or not you care or not. You have to. I definitely roll. I like I roll my whole show group when it's like, oh, we're gonna have a, start with a Cowboys report. But the truth is, like, the proof is in the pudding. They rate, you know? It's like, y'all are so mad that we talk about LeBron. Then stop turning to us when we talk about him. Like, (laughs) they, I don't think people fully appreciate that we have metrics now that we can measure the second that you turned and then go back and look at exactly what subject matter we were talking about when you turned. And so... You know, obviously they cast a wide net, but when the when the majority, because that's what we're dealing with here, guys. Yes, you individually might not care, but the majority of people, if the numbers bear that you're sticking around for the whole cowboy segment, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get cowboys. We don't just make this up out of nowhere, guys. Like this is literally (laughs) metrics based on what your viewing habits are. So change your viewing habits if you don't. I mean, like. I just, I don't, people act like we all get together, Bamani, and we have, we're like, all right, what liberal agenda are we pushing? What LeBron agenda are we pushing? That's just not the case, man. You know, I wish it was more involved than that. It's just that like, y'all like <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. You like big names. Cowboys <laughs> keep it fun, though. That's the one thing about it is if nothing else, they keep it fun. Jerry may not build a winner, but he always gives you a show. He's a master marketer. He knows exactly how to market every year, has an individual season and expression and something that he did and something that it's just, it's very uniquely Dallas to be that relevant, having not won a championship for most of my life. Yeah, in Dallas, you know, I'm from Houston, so I don't really have a whole lot of complimentary things to say about the place just on GP. I will say this though about the Cowboys, and I've said this before. Um, I went there one year for a Thanksgiving game just to do it. That parking lot is America. Yeah. Like, there is no broader cross-section of America than the parking lot at Jerry World. A little really? of this, a little of that. It is the most, like, when you think about it, black people like the Cowboys. White yeah. people like the Cowboys. Mexicans Hispanic. like the Cowboys. Yeah. Right? There is no there is no type. Like, yeah. the Cowboys fans don't come in a type because they really are America's team. And I'll give them credit. If you're one of them people who thinks about people as whether or not they're good fans or not good fans, Jerry ain't gave him nothing to feel good about in 26 years, and they all keep on showing up yeah, and keep on there. coming back. They mm-hmm. loyal as hell, too. Yeah, they are. Which is my why daddy, we like giving them so much stuff. Yeah, my daddy bailed on them. Um, he didn't think they treated T.O. right. That's how down for the cause my daddy is. <laughs> he was like, yeah. The way he was out on him after T.O.? No, and he go back to the ice bowl. Wow. 
T.O. was his final straw. T.O. was his That's final love. straw. My daddy be picking some losers sometimes when it comes to deciding how far we go go for the cause. Right. How did he how, where did he land? Who's his, who's his team now? I don't think he landed on a team because he'd been in Atlanta for the better part of the last oh, like 50 yeah. something years. And, you know, that right that there. Stick. Yeah. He knows losers when he sees them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like, and, oh, oh, you got to remember the Falcons had the big situation. He, ah. he he picked, I was like, nah, I think he picked, it, I think he picked another loser. Like, I bailed on the Falcons because of Vic, not because they treated him bad, but because, damn, if the quarterback's out here fighting dogs, what more I got to hope for from this ragtag outfit? Yeah, and this was the greatest quarterback we ever had. Yes. And that was it. Yeah. Fighting dogs. <sighs> Dog fighting. Sorry, every now and then it just really hits me. It's fighting dogs. It just, it just... All right. And it's not one of those things where it's like, you know, um, oh, this is the beginning of like what could be, you know, an uncovering of all of this. No, nope. he was the only one ever. <laughs> like, that's it. Right, we didn't find out that all these cats are out here fighting dogs. Right. Nah, there was there no was, ring. There nope, was nope, nope. There was one mother dumb enough to be fighting dogs with, with a with a NFL quarterback contract. It was one. Nobody that else guy. out here doing that. Nope. I'm glad oh. they I'm glad they kept letting us play quarterback after that. You know somebody Correct. thought about it. You know that one of those secret meetings that probably doesn't happen, but you wouldn't be surprised if it did. Somebody was out there like, all right, so no more black, no more black quarterbacks? No more? Yeah. Okay, Especially from okay. the South. Yeah. yeah, no more, no more. No, yeah. okay, cool, cool. You yeah. got it, you got it, you got it. All right. So what about just that area? Nah, Tyrod Taylor broke through later. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. just like, okay, that's what that is. But hey, yeah, that is L Duncan. Check her out, six o'clock sports center. Check out first take. Her take, it is always a pleasure. I appreciate you giving us the time. Love you, my friend. All right, I'll talk to you soon. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Right Time. We do this three days a week. Adi Khan and Dan Stanchik handling things behind the scenes on this one. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for watching us on YouTube. Remember, follow The Right Time. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. And we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take it easy. Thanks for checking out The Right Time with Bomani Jones Podcast. You can listen or follow on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Right Time with Bomani Jones.